In this episode of Locked on Capitals, the Washington Capitals fall to the New York Islanders by a score of 4-1. to The New York Islanders just had a bigger will to win. Where do the Capitals turn next so they can win the next couple games? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked on Capitals. Locked on Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Well, hello and welcome in to this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show online. It's at LockedOnCaps. And uh, it wasn't the result that we were hoping for tonight. The Washington Capitals fall to the New York Islanders by a score of 4-1. to We'll talk about that tonight. We will talk about where do the Capitals turn next. The Capitals were really hoping to pick up a win tonight so they could move up in the standings. They have a couple games left in the regular season against the Islanders and the Rangers. And then we'll talk about the play of Ilya Samsonov. But first, to the task at hand, like I say, the Washington Capitals uh, were without Alex Ovechkin tonight. And there was that really kind of special uh, pregame ceremony with uh, Alex Ovechkin as they kind of highlighted his career so far. So just a great moment, but kind of a surreal moment uh, as Alex Ovechkin was out of the lineup. You don't see that happen too often. Uh, So to see Alex just dressed up in his suit and not in his Capitals jersey uh, when there was a game was just kind of surreal, to be honest with you. when they were asking Coach Peter Laviolette after the game, he he asked him, well, why did the Capitals lose? Peter Laviolette couldn't explain why his Washington Capitals fell flat in a 4-1 to loss to the New York Islanders on Tuesday night with a chance to move up in the standings and improve their playoff positioning. And that was the big thing is that, you know, the Washington Capitals were hoping, like they say, to move up in the standings for better seating in the playoffs. Um As it stands now, the Hurricanes win the Metro Division. The Capitals can no longer catch the Bruins to face Carolina. Washington will face the Rangers or the Panthers in the first round. And, uh, I mean, I, that, that's what it is. So, I mean, like I've said in the podcast before, bring it on. Who come what may, if it's the Rangers or the Panthers, they're both teams that are playing in the playoffs. So, you know, they're going to be, um, a formidable opponent, and both of those teams will be uh, the Rangers in the form of having a Vesna candidate in Shesterkin in there, and then the Panthers with their stack lineup with uh, Bavrovsky and Net and Claude Drew they picked up at the deadline there. So it's going to be a big test uh, for this Washington Capitals team to make it past the first round, to be honest with you, and a lot of that hinges 
on if Alex Ovechkin is in fact ready to play. Um, just seeing him walk around um, during that ceremony, he seemed to be uh, in a pretty good condition. I mean, you can't really tell a whole lot by that, but he had his hand over his head waving and kind of gesturing. He didn't seem to be in any uh, real pain, but like I say, it's kind of hard to tell just based on that. But uh, the Capitals just kind of blew it tonight. This was one of those trap games that I talked about. And it happened so often in sports, you know, when they went in and they played the avalanche, they went in there and they knew that they had to up their game. They knew that they had to be ready because they were going to have a tough time beating the avalanche. So what happens tonight? They play the, the New York Islanders and they know that the Islanders really don't have anything to play for except for pride and uh, future jobs. But I think there was a little bit more at stake in this game, if you really think about it. And that was Barry Trotz. I think Barry Trotz is still a little bit pissed that he didn't get that contract that he wanted to with the Washington Capitals. And this was payback. What a way to stick it to your former team than to beat a team, his former team that is headed to the playoffs while his team is going to be headed for the golf course. So, that's what was at stake tonight. It was pride. It was Barry Trotz pride. The one thing you got to say about Barry Trotz is that he takes a lot of pride in his teams that he coaches, and he puts a lot of energy in uh, just a lot of research and coaching. You know, he makes sure and surrounds himself with great coaches around him. Laviolette was PO'd tonight. We can't play like we did tonight going into the playoffs. If we play like this in the playoffs, this isn't who we are. This isn't our MO. It's one night. It was lousy, and so that's that, and that is that. It was it was a rough game to watch, and, you know, I thought, you know, the Capitals were going to uh, be able to overcome the New York Islanders, to be honest with you, because they're not that great this year. But if you don't have any contextual information on the New York Islanders, maybe they aren't quite as bad as they appear. They were facing pretty big obstacles earlier in the season in the form of COVID. They had a bunch of games that were either canceled or rescheduled. In some of those games, they just lost altogether. So the, the Islanders, you know, they've had some issues in net. Uh, they've had some other issues with injury. But I don't think that the New York Islanders are as bad as they appear on paper. Laviolette on the botch play behind the net that led to the Sezikis goal. For me, it probably shouldn't just been a clean break, a clean entry exiting the net, and it was an Orloff came around the other side. He got hung up on the net, and that was one of those crazy goals, wasn't it? It's just when, when you're watching the game, he shot it from a laying down position. He just outworked Dmitry Orloff, plain and simple. And then Wilson talking about the loss, just a little flat. Guys were out of sync a little bit. Couldn't get much going. Kind of an ugly game, but sometimes you got to find a way to turn it around when it isn't going your way. But we just didn't really have that tonight. And they didn't have it tonight. And, you know, it just seemed like the New York Islanders had a bigger will to win tonight. I know they did. It was proof positive out on the ice. So like I was saying there, the Capitals can no longer uh, plan on playing the uh, Carolina um, Hurricanes. Um, they are going to face either the Rangers or the Panthers. And uh, to me, that doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, like I said earlier in the show here, you're going to have to play a tough opponent. So that's that's what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to uh, play either the Rangers or the Panthers. Both of those teams are really good. Uh, Peter Laviolette was asked if he was optimistic about Alex Ovechkin's availability for game one. He says, I want to say I hope so. But again, I don't know. It depends on how things progress with him. So it's day to day right now. 
And Caps Nation, that isn't really the answer that we were looking for, was it? We were going to hope that he was going to say, you know, he's just going to be out a day or so and he'll be back in the lineup. But if you follow professional sports, they never do that. They never uh, uh, give away the injury status of a player. At this point, it is day to day. And for all we know, they're just resting him out of precautionary measures. Again, they would not say that in a post-game press conference, but just watching him move around, you know, I'm not a doctor, but it appears that it doesn't appear to be that major. So I guess time will tell. But all I know is that we really need Alex Ovechkin in the lineup. You know, as they rolled through all of his accomplishments throughout his career, they they need him back. They need his leadership. They need his 50 goal scoring touch in the lineup. You know, and uh, it was a great opportunity for Connor McMichael to get his opportunity on the top uh, left wing there, but. You know, he's definitely not Alex Ovechkin or he's not Alex Ovechkin yet. So, but just a good opportunity for Connor McMichael to, you know, he's been scratched at points, a healthy scratch throughout the season. And uh, it's good, you know, it was a good showing of confidence in Peter Laviolette and Connor McMichael that, uh, you know, kid, you know, you've put in your hard work. This is your opportunity to play on the top line. You know, so it good good on Peter Laviolette for having that faith in him and uh, good on Connor McMichael for, for, you know, rising to the challenge uh, for the most part there. All right, after the break here, we're going to talk about the game. I'm going to break down the game, all the highlights and lowlights. I'll talk about the game, but first... With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Ingredients travel from farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh. All without a trip to the grocery store or farmer's market. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. Hello Chef's really know how to diversify the menu with seasonal recipes like salmon limon and pasta primavera. Pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the HelloFresh app. And I use HelloFresh because I like I talked about I I have some young children at home here and I'm too busy to go to the grocery store. Aren't we all too busy nowadays to go to the grocery store? That's where HelloFresh fits in. You don't need to waste your precious moments going to the grocery store with HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use promo code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's right. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use promo code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Thank you, HelloFresh. All right, before we get going on this next segment here, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcasts, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So just to kind of break down the game here, I mean, it wasn't, like I say, it wasn't the outcome that we wanted, of course, Ovechkin was out. There was that great ceremony before the game. And this was the Washington Capitals' chance to face their former bench boss, once again, Barry Trotz. Yes, that Barry Trotz, the one that took them to the Stanley Cup and actually had them win the Stanley Cup in 2018 against all odds. 
you know, towards the end of the season, they had a hard time in the playoffs with Columbus. They had a hard time with the playoffs with a lightning. And then when they finally made it to the final round with the Golden Knights, everyone said, well, they got lucky. There's no way they're going to make it past the Golden Knights. Well, guess what they did. And the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup in 2018. And a lot of that credit goes to Barry Trotz and the coaching staff around him. You know, I, I, I know a lot of times the players on the ice like to take a lot of the credit. You know, I did this and I did that. And you want to know something? The coaches can't win games, but the players can't win those games without great coaching. So to start the game, it's Sam Sonoff and Nat versus Sorokin. And Sam Sonoff is the one, you know, just like both of them, and I've talked at nauseum, have had consistency issues throughout the season. And tonight would prove to be no different. Justin Schultz was playing in his 600th career game tonight. Of his 600, 118 have been played with Washington, 248 with the Edmonton Oilers, and 234 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So just a great night for Justin Schultz, a really great uh, defenseman for the Washington Capitals. He came in after Niskanen and Orpik, two big uh, names uh, defensemen for the Washington Capitals. So Justin Schultz, I think, overall has played really great with the Capitals. Peter Laviolette, if he is optimistic about Alex Ovechkin's return on Game 1, like I said, I hope so. But then again, it depends on his progress. So that's Peter Laviolette mentioning and talking about that he hopes Ovi can come back. And I, in fact, hope that Ovi can make it back. Connor McMichael is on the top line, and that was just a real showing of faith uh, in Peter Laviolette that he trusts Connor McMichael. He has earned his trust. Eller has eight points in the last eight games. So Palmieri outworks Jensen. It's one to nothing Islanders, and that's the way it starts out. Right away, right out of the gate, Palmieri shoots it. It goes in the net. It's one to nothing Islanders, but, but not so fast. Washington challenges the play in its goalie interference goal or overturn. So, uh, you know, a sigh of relief. It's it's the score is still back to zero to zero. So Connor Sherry opens up the scoring to give the Caps a one to nothing lead. Sherry now has 19 goals on the season and is one shy from reaching the 20 goal mark for the second time in his career. That was the 16-17 series uh, season, excuse me, with 23 goals. Sherry scores his 19th goal, deflects Johansson's shot. It's one to nothing Capitals. Uh, Nick Jensen was also credited with an assist on Sherry's goal. That's his 21st point of the season, five goals, 16 assists, which sets a new single season career high. Marcus Johansson picked up the primary assist on the Sherry's goal. Johansson now has five points, two goals, three assists in the last six games. That's the 52nd time this season the Capitals have scored the game's first goal, which leads the NHL. So just all really great signs. Uh, for the Washington Capitals as they start this game. There was some promise in this game. You know, uh, they they had that goal overturned, the Islanders' goal overturned, and then the Washington Capitals get the first goal. And statistically, as I just said, they normally play really well after they score the first goal. And it also kind of talks about the great acquisition of Marcus Johansson. I know it wasn't all the glitz and glamour that the Washington Capitals were hoping for at the trade deadline, I know they were hoping for Marc-Andre Fleury and all of that. Uh, Max Domi, which, let's be honest, really hasn't worked out that great for Carolina. So, you know, I think that ultimately Monday morning quarterbacking here, I think that 
um, that Brian McClellan did the right thing by bargain shopping and picking up Marcus Johansson. Like I say, he's been playing pretty consistent. It is not the Marcus Johansson of old, but I think that, you know, pound for pound and ounce for ounce, I think that he's played pretty well for the Capitals. He is that experienced forward on that Washington Capitals team, which let's be honest with you, was plugging and playing a lot of different AHL Hershey guys into the lineup. So I just think that they wanted to go with a familiar face And uh, Marcus Johansson was one of those guys that was kind of ping-ponging all around the NHL after he left the Washington Capitals. I'm really glad that he found his home back with the Washington Capitals because, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of options out there. And a lot of teams do the dumb thing out there, which is kick the can down the road and just keep on giving up draft picks and giving up, you know, guys on big names on the roster for win-now mode. But Generally, those players don't stick around. See uh, Shattenkirk, for example. So then Pollock gets a power play goal with the equalizer. Then it is one to one. And uh, so, you know, that that uh, New York Islanders team definitely had some offensive touch out there. And, uh, you know, I don't like I say, I don't think that you should underestimate this that team. Um, obviously, they are out of playoff contention, but. You know, they still played really well against a good Washington Capitals team. But what it's doing mostly is it's exposing things that we have talked about all season. And that was, you know, the defense collapsing in front of the netminder and then just Ilya Samsonov not being dialed in tonight. I mean, he just he allowed some soft goals. Um, and the goals that he really should have stopped. Uh, but that's been the theme of this podcast all season in my previous podcast. So it's just something that the Capitals have got to figure out. And uh, because as you go into the playoffs, it's only going to get tougher. I know that, uh, you know, teams often have another gear when they make it into the playoffs, but the Capitals have really got to turn it up uh, as they head into the playoffs. And they should really do it now before they head to the playoffs because we have two games left in the regular season, one more against the Islanders and one tough one, one really tough one against the Rangers. So they need to finish this season strong if they want to continue, you know, to have that swagger like, you know, we deserve to be here. Not that we're kind of just eking into the playoffs or the Washington Capitals will make their quick exit. And you better believe that if they make a quick exit, that there will be uh, lots of changes that take place on that Washington Capitals team. All right. After the break here, I will continue to break down the game and talk about the road ahead. But first... Uh, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking my to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, they're all so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yeah, the Puffs too, 100% chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere between two to 300 calories. Ouch. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber. Most uh, Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. 
So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's right. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, in this final segment here, we are going to continue to talk about this ill-fated game tonight, a game that the Washington Capitals really should have won. On paper and statistically speaking and looking at all the players and odds involved, the Capitals should have won this game. This was the definition of a trap game exemplified. So in the third period, Dobson gets a power play goal. It's 2-1 to one Islanders. Sezikis outworks Orloff and shot a goal laying down from the left circle, 3-1 to one Islanders. And that was the goal that I was talking about that, uh, you know, it just seemed like Dmitry Orloff was in Sezikis were going around the back of the net, and he blew a tire. And uh, guess what? Lee scores a goal. It's 4-1 to one Islanders. And uh, that was the thing, too. Barzell takes down Wilson penalty, shoots to, to Lee to give the uh, Islanders the lead 4-1. to one. And that was the one, too, that uh, if you look at it, Barzell should have most likely uh, had a penalty called on him just for his actions that he took against Tom Wilson because then uh, Lee makes good on his mistake and it puts the Islanders over the top 4-1 uh, to one, and it's, it, it's what seals the fate of that game. So the Washington Capitals have a lot of questions that uh, need to be answered. You know, is this lineup going to work? And if Alex Ovechkin is out for a lengthy period of time, who is going to be the player that's going to be playing top line left wing uh, along most likely Evgeny Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson or Shiri or whoever they put on that right wing on the top line? But, you know, it's just really kind of noticeable when Alex Ovechkin isn't out there. And don't get me wrong, I don't think the Capitals would have won this game if Alex Ovechkin was playing because, you know, there was a lot of blunders that were caused by uh, the defense folding in front of the net and there was some misplays by Ilya Samsonov. So unless Alex Ovechkin went out there and just scored a ton of goals, the Washington Capitals were going to lose this game. But I think it's a lot of the intangibles that Alex Ovechkin brings to the team. It's just that leadership quality, uh, you know, that sometimes can change the feeling on the ice. I think that they're, you know, the Capitals were a little bit lost with Ovi not on the ice. Now, I know that there's been periods throughout the years where Ovi hasn't been on the ice, uh, you know, whether it was around the Olympics or other certain uh, occasions like that. But this is a little bit different. And I'm just going to say that overall, I think that Alex Ovechkin's presence on the ice tonight was missed. You know, he may have scored a couple goals or maybe even got a hat trick, but ultimately that would not have been enough to win the game. But like I say, it's the intangibles. It's that leadership quality. This is Alex Ovechkin's Washington Capitals. Make no mistake, he is the captain of the team. He is the franchise player of this team. Could you imagine the vacuum on this team if Alex Ovechkin ever left? I shudder to think about it, and I don't think we will see that anytime soon. I do think, like I said, that there is a rebuild that's coming for this team if it's a quick exit uh, in the playoffs. And, you know, tonight was not a real encouraging sign. I want to be positive and thinking, you know, this was just a one-off game. But then again, they had that bad loss against the Maple Leafs again. So they're kind of, you know, they're hot and cold and hot and cold. If there's one thing I could say about this Washington Capitals team is they have a hard time finding their identity. Are they consistent? Are they inconsistent? It seems like it ebbs and flows 
every single uh, series or every single month or every single week, there is not that real consistency. March was the the month that they had they had that really long stretch of wins, and then they had blew those two big games against Carolina and Minnesota. Well, it seems like they're kind of eking into that category again as they're picking up those huge losses against. Uh, the Maple Leafs, and tonight against the Islanders, which they should have won this. This was a must-win game. This was their opportunity to move up into the standings, and the Washington Capitals blew it. Now, they need to eat that, and they need to swallow down that pill. And guess what? That is a big pill that's hard to swallow. But the Washington Capitals have got to figure out a way to turn it around as they don't have much time. They're playing the Islanders, and they're playing the Rangers later in the week. Both of those teams, as it shows tonight, the Islanders are a formidable opponent. They beat the Capitals tonight. Like I've said, on paper, the Capitals should have won this game tonight. And the Rangers, well, let's be honest with you, they are surging right now. That was a team that's coming off a rebuild. So not all rebuilds need to be this big, laborious event. I think they just had a couple seasons or a year and a half where that was got kind of awkward for them. But you don't all have to be the Detroit Red Wings out there, do you? That just kind of wander out in the wilderness for years wondering what your identity is. But like I've said, this Capitals team, if they make a quick exit, it's going to be, you're going to see some changes being made. I think that, uh, you know, you're going to see some big players on the team that are going to leave. Uh, either they're just not going to get re-signed or they're going to get traded away because they're going to look... Uh, to win, you know, ultimately that's what it's all about is to win. And, uh, hopefully it's, you know, not a total rebuild. Hopefully it's just like a reload as they say, because one of the things that uh, they talked about with Alex Ovechkin, one of his, um, contingencies or one of his uh, caveats when he signed with the team was that he wanted to play, you know, on a winning team. He didn't want to have to go through this big, ugly rebuild that a lot of teams go through. I mean, see the um, Washington Nationals, for example. It's pretty ugly out there, I got to be honest with you. And, you know, a lot of that hinges on Juan Soto resigning there. Juan Soto is the franchise player of the Washington Nat- Nationals, much like Alex Ovechkin is the captain and the leader and the franchise player of the Washington. Washington Capitals. So in any event, none of those big name marquee names, whether it's Juan Soto or Alex Ovechkin, want to play on a losing team. Money plays an important part in it. Sure it does. But what's more important than money or as equally as important is playing on a winning team Because, I mean, you can get all the money in the world, and if you're playing on a crappy team, that doesn't really matter, does it? Unless you're totally money-driven, and that's a pretty ugly situation. So, anyway, they need to figure it out. Uh, They got a couple games left, regular season games left at the end of this week, and then it's the playoffs. We will find out shortly here uh, this week who the Washington Capitals will be playing in the first round. Uh, It's going to be the Panthers, or it's going to be the Rangers. In any case, bring it on because it's coming at you. It's staring you square in the face. You can't go around it. You have to go through it. Uh, You can't go around your first-round opponent, make it to the second opponent. You have to go through it. So the Washington Capitals are going to have to grit their teeth, and they're going to have to hope to get some goaltending that can really ratchet it up. Like I said yesterday, they better hope there's a Superman between uh, Sam Sonoff or Vitek Vanacek, or it's going to be rough. This is not the 2018 Capitals with Holtby and Grubauer. This is two goalies that are an unproven commodity. And uh, it should give you know a bit of panic to some people in the Washington Capitals organization. And I know it gives a panic to a lot of the fan base as well. Um, you know, you can try to to uh, sugarcoat it and make it as good as you want. And I really hope that the Washington Capitals can get some great net minding. It hasn't been evident this season for the most part. So 
like I say, hopefully they can find a way to turn it around this season. Uh, there's only a couple games left, and then they can kind of solidify their lineup. Hopefully the Washington Capitals can get Ovechkin back into the lineup, or if they don't get him in the lineup, they can have him in there by game one of the playoffs. All right, this has been Locked On Capitals for today. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. You know, it was one of those rough games to watch out there. I was really hoping for a different result, but uh, alas, it was not meant to be. So after this podcast, head over to Locked On NHL Podcasts, and uh, you'll hear, uh, you'll be in the know when it comes to the Washington Capitals and the NHL at large. You don't need to go to the NHL Network or ESPN or TSN, whatever market you live in. Head on over to Locked On. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Have a great day.